episode up by midnight on Monday. But due to my travel schedule, I was in Vegas uh, all week. And uh, and even though I have a bunch of episodes in the bank, uh, I've been really wanting to uh, talk to you, the listeners, more directly. Um, as much as I love to have guests on also, uh feel like uh, it's also important to just have this one-on-one uh, with some of the podcast episodes and the feedback that I've, I've gotten from you are letting me know that you guys love the guests as much as you love um, <clears throat> also hearing the episodes I do solo. So I just want to, I want to mix it up a bit. And also I want to follow up with the episode we did last week because last week we talked about, you know, the 10 reasons why people attempt suicide. And this week I want to go in a little bit deeper and, and because one of those reasons was chronic pain. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's not just, obviously it's not just chronic pain by itself, but chronic, when, when we're in chronic pain, whether it's knee pain, joint pain, some uh, neurological pain, headaches, uh, diabetes, uh, heart disease, all, there's so many fibromyalgia, so many people are struggling with chronic pain, and we'll get into those stats in a, in a minute. But uh, we're going to talk about today seven ways that we can live with chronic pain uh, so that we're not, you know, it's, it is not, it's not overwhelming us, and it's not stopping us from living our full life. As many of you know, um, I struggle with chronic pain, I torn meniscus in the right knee, and the six bulging discs in my neck, I had a spinal fusion. So I'm constantly managing uh, my pain levels. And so this is, a, this is something that really uh, hits home for me. And, and I want to share what the research says and, and, and what I've experienced. And, and hopefully, uh, because there's definitely a link between uh, chronic pain and suicide. And, you know, at, you know if you have chronic pain... The, the, the more intense that pain becomes, and then if you have other things along with that, um, other uh, uh, psychological disorders, uh, alcohol and drug abuse and things like that, then that, that just nudges us closer to the edge. And what we want to do is pull ourselves away from that cliff and, um, and, and buy ourselves some time and, and figure out how to not just live life, but thrive through life. So <clears throat> we're going to get into that today. But first, I want to say thank you for to everyone who has been subscribing to the podcast, been sharing the podcast, uh, leaving comments. I love those. The five-star reviews are very helpful because then that pushes us up the, the iTunes chart, and, uh, and then more people can find us and more people can get help. It's all about helping people uh, and and um, and so that we can all thrive together and building this community, and we we can only do that well with the help of you uh, sharing and liking and uh, commenting. So thank you all for that. And then also, if you feel like this podcast is not enough, and, and you've gotten group help, and you've been to a therapist, and none of that's working for you, and you really want to take your your mental health to another level, then go to thrivewithleo.com and we can set up a one-on-one coaching session for you. I only take a few clients because I want to make sure that I give everyone the, uh, the full attention that is needed and also to make sure that 
I'm not only helping others, but also then able to take care of myself. So it's it's all about managing uh, energy and prov- and providing the most uh, benefit to others. Uh, so go to thrivewithleo.com. With that, let's get into the episode and and let's get into some of these. So when first of all, when we talk about chronic pain, uh, it's unlike acute pain, which only lasts for a short period of time after an injury. Chronic pain persists for weeks, months, and sometimes years. Uh, living with chronic pain is so challenging. It has a negative impact on our quality of life, our mood, our stamina, it leads to stress, poor health. You know, I was, like I said, I was just in Vegas this past week and my knees started to act up and me and my girl, you know, we're getting our steps in. I like to get my 10,000 steps in, but I think we were averaging 20,000 steps a day. Yeah, we're averaging about 20,000 steps a day. And, uh, and of course, you know, you twenty thousand steps is great, but it was, uh, but my knee was like not so great, not so great because we were really almost getting to twenty thousand. We would get like ten thousand in, and then sit, and then get another ten thousand in, and uh, that was a lot uh, for my knee. But uh, so it was flaring up. I, I got in a spa, and then I, I had to put some ice on it. But I figured out how to manage the pain even at one point we were trying to get more steps i was like we got an uber i, I cannot <laughs> i cannot keep going um but the knee is is better today i still have to keep an eye on it but it's all about you know being aware and, and it was affecting my mood for sure i was i was i forgot what she said to me and i was like i'm a little I'm, I'm a little hangry right and i was hungry that was like i had knee pain and i was hungry that is not a good combination so, but I, I verbalized it and it immediately felt better. So, you know, we'll talk about the importance of, uh, you know, not if you're in pain and or just, you know, feeling irritable or hangry to express that. And you'll immediately find some relief in that. Um, another important factor is the relationship between chronic pain and sleep problems, which persists in a vicious cycle. The chronic pain statistics show that people with chronic pain don't get the sleep they need, while those who lack sleep are more at risk of developing chronic pain syndrome. So chronic pain leads to crappy sleep, and crappy sleep leads to chronic pain. It's all a vicious cycle, and, and which is why it's so important to, if you're not getting the quality sleep that you need, uh, to really fight for that. Really fight for that. I don't, you know, I know everybody's situation is different. Maybe you're working two jobs. Maybe uh, you're you're a teenager and you have like six siblings and you're you're all sharing a bed. But if if you really need quality sleep, find a way to make it work for you. And it could be a long term plan. It doesn't have to be something that you have to figure out right now at this moment. But sit down and strategize and figure out. That way you're giving yourself some hope because what can happen is, you know, we, we lose sleep and, and we're in pain and, and then we get less sleep and then we have more pain and that, that feeling of hopelessness starts to set in. So uh, the, in a way to, one of the ways to mitigate that is to sit yourself down or sit down with someone and, and create a plan for how you can 
get better sleep over time or reduce your pain over time. But, you know, when you have a plan in your hand, it gives you hope. When you watch a movie and, uh, you know, they have some obscene obstacle or challenge you're trying to get over, the, the, the scene where they sit down and they plan it out, that, there's excitement with that, you know. And everybody, um, excuse me, that, my cell phone just went off. Everybody in the theater is like, oh, here we go. You know, they're about to pull out. Are they going to pull off the heist? Is this going to happen? You know, so it, it creates some excitement. And, and, and that's good. It's good to feel excited because then we know that there's hope, right? But, you know, the key thing is, is like just knowing that you shouldn't let pain control your life. All right. So we're going to uh, here are 10 chronic pain stats and facts to remember. And the reason why I want to share these stats with you is because it's a reminder that you are not alone in your pain. I'm going to say that again. You are not you're not the only one. It seems like it because a lot of the time our pain is on the inside. There are no scars for fibromyalgia. There are no bruises uh, for heart disease. There's just a lot of the pain that we are going through uh, is internal, and then it shows up in some form or fashion externally. Um, going back to Vegas, you know, I was so frustrated about my knee uh, and in my head that I wasn't paying attention and stepped off a curb and then jacked my knee up even more. So <laughs> the it what is below uh, will soon be above. Uh, I, uh, I screwed up that whole quote. But anyway, here's 10 chronic uh, pain stats. Um, chronic pain affects 20.5% of the world population. Uh, to 50 million Americans are affected by chronic pain. Chronic pain is the leading cause of long-term disability in America. Th 70% of those affected by chronic pain syndrome are women. So women are, and I think that the reason why 70% of those affected by chronic pain are women is that women are more likely to go to the doctor and report chronic pain where, you know, I think, I think it's more of a, a gender thing of where, you know, as guys, I haven't been to the doctor in, in forever. I have health insurance and I still haven't uh, made a doctor's appointment, which I need to. Uh, number five, one in four people with chronic pain is diagnosed with a sleep disorder. So that lets you know that how, um, uh, you know, it's 25%, uh, that how closely linked sleep and chronic pain are. One half of all working Americans say they experience lower, lower back pain every year, half 50%. So once again, to show that you're not alone, you know, if you have 10 coworkers, five of them are experiencing some type of lower back pain. And, and so you guys can commune on that. You know, if you don't know anybody, you know, it's your first day at work or you don't know people at the job, just walk in and be like, hey, who has back pain? And then half the people will raise their hands and you can high five and make friends. And then, um, you know, it'd be great. That's a, that's a great way to make friends. If, if nothing else, some, somebody has pain somewhere. All right, uh, number six, 8% of Americans suffer from high-impact chronic pain. 8%. High-impact chronic pain uh, is that, that type of chronic pain where it, it, you can't even function. 
right? Uh, you have to stay at home from work. You, it's it's really impacting your life. Um, you can't do your uh, you can't do day to day tasks without any assistance. So high impact chronic pain, eight percent of Americans. Uh, chronic pain impacts the quality of life in, of two out of five adults, and the overall chronic pain costs amount to six hundred and thirty five billion dollars a year. Right, Six, that's that's a lot of money to spend on chronic pain. But once again, to let you know that. Um, you're not alone in what you're feeling. And 36 million Americans missed work due to high-impact chronic pain in a one-year period. So you're not alone in your pain. A lot of people out there are in pain. If you go to a party and you're, you're feeling shy, just be like, all right, who's suffering from low back pain? And, you know, make some friends pain we, we, we every, every we all have, have some type of pain that we want to cope with and uh it, you know it's like even in my stand-up when I talk about my knee pain and neck pain people always come up to me after the show and 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 share their pain and ailments with me which is also the impetus for why I'm doing this podcast episode today and that um, I had an athlete come up to me um, after one of my games, I had a couple athletes actually come up to me after one of my shows and express to me the kind of pain that they're in and, and what they're doing to, to manage it. And I was like, wow, man, this is something that uh, is really uh, hitting a, a, a sore spot, so to speak, and something I need to speak to. So here are seven ways for us to cope and uh, manage chronic pain. And some of these you'd be like, oh, I've heard that already, but... We always need to be reminded because we we start catastrophizing and get into a, a funk and we forget our coping skills and we forget our strategies and tactics and, and, and ways to get back uh, to 100, right? So number one, uh, you know what I'm going to say, exercise. And it's not, I'm not saying you got to go do a P90X, you ain't got to join no boot camp, you ain't got to do a mud run. Uh, I'm just saying... You have to move your body. A lot of times when we're in pain, uh, we just we want to lay around. We don't want to move. And that actually makes it worse because then the muscles just kind of tighten up around it and stiffen it in that position. And then when, you, when the pain goes away, you do go to move it. You can't move it because over time, those muscles just get tighter and tighter and tighter. So you have to move it. And it doesn't mean you got to go for a run. It could mean swimming. It could mean just rolling around on the floor or making a bed or, or doing laundry or going for a walk or a bike ride or uh, dancing, slow dancing, salsa dancing, uh, anything where you're moving your bed, you know, cleaning out the closet, you know, that type of physical activity, rearranging, like what, however you can move your body, even just cooking, going to, you know, go shopping. You know, picking out food, walking around a grocery store, uh, picking out vegetables and stuff, and then coming back and it and it chopping and boiling and and baking and 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 uh, dumping out the hot water. And there's so many ways for you to move your body. Uh, gardening. It it doesn't just have to be some type. Like it doesn't have to be boxing or some type of high impact thing it could be playing with kids taking a dog for a walk 
So we have to move our bodies. And even if it's just two minutes, you know, you build up. You go, I'm just going to move around for two minutes and go lay back down for 10. And every 10 minutes I get up and go, whatever it is, it's just about doing a little bit more today than you did yesterday. Um, And if watching... And the thing is with exercise is, you know, maybe you're, you you do dishes, but and it takes, say it takes you like 15 minutes to do dishes and, and, and you know, with the washing and drying and putting away. But five minutes in, the pain kicks in. So then you only do dishes for, you do what you can for five, take a break, and then go back and do another five, take a break. You pace yourself. So it's not about, a lot of us think that we, when we exercise, it's just, all right, we did an hour and we're done for the day. No, sometimes you have to break it up in a, in a small bite-sized pieces, right? Five minutes here, five. Hey, that's what I do. I love, I love to watch football. And I will lay and watch the game. And then at commercial, I will get up and, and stretch and walk around. And then when the game is back on, you know, lay back down. And I'll, I'll do that uh, for pretty much the entire game. Or until I get too tired. I'm like, oh, that, you know, I might get to halftime and be like, that's enough. That's enough of that. So number one is exercise. Move your body, right? Uh, it helps keep your mobility, keeps your joints flexible. Um, yeah. Number two, find the right medication. Uh, now, I don't use any medication for any of my chronic pain. Uh, my medication is uh, uh, probably food. Like I, uh, uh, I, I find myself like when the pain becomes too much, and uh, I'm not being easy on myself. Uh, I go to carbs uh, very easily, as I just ate two chocolate chip cookies. Don't tell anyone. Um, but go, find the right medication. Find the thing. Don't be ashamed of that. If you need to take a couple baby aspirin or uh, a leave. Um, or even uh, a painkiller, don't 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 be ashamed of that. There's 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 no shame in you managing your pain. Uh, me and my girl are gonna go hike Machu Picchu in March, and my biggest worry, uh, partly my knee. So I'm training for my to make sure my knee is uh, can do as much as it possibly can, but. Um, um, I also have, I'm taking some leave with me because it, we're going to be, you know, hiking all day. So uh, in those extreme situations, I'm definitely going to have something with me to make sure I'm managing my pain correctly. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not having a miserable time during a hike. Hopefully I won't have to take it. I actually anticipate I want to take it at all, but I'm taking it with me just in case. OK, so. Make sure that uh, you, you talk to your doctor and uh, and you get the right meds that you need, you know, just in case. And if, you, and if you're trying to get off meds, create a plan for that. Don't go cold turkey. A lot of bad things happen uh, with the cold turkey. So slowly winning your way off the meds uh, is, is great. Uh, the third way to uh, cope with your chronic pain is try complementary and alternative treatments. Uh, like massage therapy. I'm big on massage. I actually just uh, called to set an appointment today. I'm going to go tomorrow and get my massage. I try to get one 
once a week. It, it, and I understand that it's expensive for a lot of people. So maybe even once a month. But, or it, you know, and if that's too much, every three months. The point is, uh, is that you're slowly integrating these modalities and, and tips into your lifestyle. It's not about you going out and doing all seven things today. It's about you picking one thing and slowly integrating that, see how it feels. And then it's like making a sandwich. You just, you slowly add one thing and then the next, right? And then, then you're eating an entire sandwich. So massage therapy, because, and the reason why massage is great is a lot of chronic pain is a blockage of blood flow. Massage therapy opens up that blood flow. That's why exercise is good, because you get the blood circulating. Pain, like a headache, is because the blood can't get through there. You think about a heart attack, that's because your the blood can't get through your heart. So we we're basically when we talk about chronic pain, chronic pain is typically a blood flow issue. You talk about heart disease, cancer. It's it's all we got to keep the blood circulating, and a way to do that is to keep our body and muscles and mind circulating. All right. So massage therapy is an alternative treatment. Uh, you have Reiki. I've done Reiki, and and you know the the research is out on Reiki, meaning like it's a fifty fifty kind of deal. But I actually enjoyed it, and I felt better. And I think I felt better because of. One is the environment that you receive. Reiki is like this kind of energy healing where they place their hands over you and, you know, they're just kind of channeling their energy into your body and and every night again, they're laying hands on you and things like that. But I think part of why I felt better afterwards is because it was just the idea of someone else taking care of me. You know, it's like, oh. I don't have to do anything for an hour. You know, it's like, I think it's why women get their nail, their hair and nails done. They're just, you know, it's that idea of, it's like, you know, you, we do so much for other people that it feels good to have someone taking care of us. So I definitely, um, you're, you know, it puts you in a good mindset, a mind state, mindset. And, uh, and you just, yeah, you just feel better. Like, oh, this person's taking their time to channel their energy into my energy, into my body so that I can heal. I mean, that's a very loving, nurturing, caring thing for someone to do. Um, it's kind of like when somebody lets you borrow their phone charger. <laughs> wow, I could get some of your juice? Wow, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, and then the other alternative treatment is acupuncture. And is like I said, acupuncture, research is out on that, but um, it goes back to blood flow. That's what it does. There's like over 200, and I had uh, a few episodes back, I had a uh, acupuncturist on and, and was talking about how there's 250-something, um, uh, what do they call it, uh, pressure points, I think, in the air. I'm not sure if that's the word. But basically, if you want to calm yourself down, if you feel a little nervous, to rub your ears. It was in an episode of Bad Boys. I think it was... Uh, episode. It was in a, uh, I think it was in a first Bad Boys movie, where uh, the 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 captain was all uh, all wound up, 
And so, but he was rubbing his ears to calm himself down. He was like, Rousseau, Rousseau. So acupuncture, all about the blood flow. Uh, even I've had that done. Uh, I don't do that as regularly as the massage, but that's something that I'm slowly incorporating into my self-care. Um, and then you have cupping. You know, cupping is, with a, and I've had this done, basically they, they light a flame up under a cup and then they put it on your back. And you'll see people walking around with these crop circles <laughs> on their back. Um, it looks like they've been hazed or something. And heat feels good. Heat feels good on the muscle. And once again, it goes back to increasing blood flow. So those are some alternative treatments. Let's go into the fourth way to cope with chronic pain. Um, learn to relax. Stress causes muscle tension, which can increase the amount of pain you feel. Allowing muscles to relax reduces strain and decreases pain sensations. Learning to relax your body can help you control your pain without the use of additional medications. Relaxation is a pain management tool that can be used on its own or in combination with other treatments. So we're talking about things like yoga, tai chi, qigong, meditation, guided imagery. I'm always talking about meditation. That's my, you know, that's my go-to. That's my go-to painkiller right there. When we talking about killing pain, I'd be talking about meditation, uh, yoga. Now, here's the thing with yoga. A lot of people, you know, I know I got a lot, a lot of people real stiff out there. They can't, you know. Uh, so don't be afraid to do, there's yin yoga. There's level one yoga. There's even restorative yoga, which is below level one. So if level one is too much, find a place that has restorative yoga or yin yoga. And And if you're scared, just go into the class early. My trick is... Go into the class early and introduce yourself to the teacher and let them know what your issues are. And I promise you, they'll be, they, they love it when they can help people specifically because yoga teachers, a yoga teacher goes through thousands of hours of uh, classroom work and they learn so much about the body. And they, they, in those classes, they're only sharing with you uh, like 2% of what they know. So when you talk to them and share with them what you're going through, they light up and they get so excited because now they get to use all the information uh, or some, you know, more of the information that they have in helping you. And, uh, and if getting, you know, if talking to them before class is an issue, you can always talk to them after class. I do it all the time. I go, hey, you know, this one move when we did, I felt this here. Is there another, um, uh, is there a way to modify that movement? So if you, if you take a yoga class or any type of class and, and you find that you're in more pain after, talk to the teacher about it and, you, and they will have a, a, a list, a plethora of modifications and, and alternatives for you. The other thing with yoga, make sure you're not taking a hot yoga class. Hot yoga class, no bueno, uh, according to true yogis. Uh, that's an American thing. Uh, it can cause, it can actually uh, increase 
uh, inflammation in the body to work out and heat. When you know in India, in in India, they train in the morning when it's cool or in the evening when it's cool, but never when the sun is up. That's some American, you know, s- stuff that we added to it to make feel people feel like they're doing more than they are. And the truth is, is that you're not burning a lot more calories uh, in hot yoga. Yeah, you feel better. Uh, so if you're doing it just because of how it makes you feel, great. But don't, it's not good for weight loss, and uh, it could cause more problems for you um, if, if you're doing a hot yoga versus just a regular yoga. All right. Um, number five of how to cope with chronic pain, get help. It sounds simple, but some of you not asking for help. Some of you are like, I can do this on my own. I got this. No, you don't. And no, you can't. You pick up the you pick up the phone and you call somebody. You get help. Like I said, I'm available for one-on-one coaching. It doesn't have to be me. I want you to call someone. Join a group. Don't try to do everything by yourself. It doesn't hurt to get a little help now and then, especially on your hardest days. Because that those are the days when you really need the help. And then because you haven't set up a network of people, the hardest day becomes a, a, a string of, of days, then turns into weeks and months and years. So that's the reason why you really want to s- start figuring out a way to put a team in place so that your hardest days don't become the hardest weeks, all right? You know, we have to learn to be good delegators. Let your neighbor pick something up at the store for you or have your parent or a friend watch the kids or get the kids to help with the housework. Free up some time to rest or complete minor chores that won't aggravate your pain. Get some freaking help, people. Don't be afraid of that. I get, I'm getting so much better at asking for help. And uh, it's, you know, with the podcast and, excuse me, some other things, I, yeah, I just I can't do it all by myself. And it's not fun. It's not fun to do everything by yourself. There's no fun in that. The fun, you know, the fun is building a house with four or five or ten other people, gardening with other, you know, that's why we love sports. It's fun to play sports with other people. When I look at uh uh, uh, tennis players versus uh, football players. The football players look like they're having more fun. Way more fun. It's like you, they score a touchdown. When they score a point, they got they got a hundred other guys high fiving them, head butting them, hugging them. The fans are going nuts. They jump up in the stadiums. A tennis player scores. It's like yeah, and then that's it. So get help. You can't do everything by yourself. Uh, number six, seek support. Go out there and and look, one in 10 Americans have suffered from chronic pain at some point in their lives. Chances are that someone close to you understands exactly what living with chronic pain is like. You may both benefit by talking about and sharing your struggles. So you have all these, you got church groups, and I always talk about this. You have church groups, you have meetup groups. There's so many different groups that you could join. And also, I'm always emphasizing this. You don't have to join a group for chronic pain. You don't have to join a group for depression or suicidality. 
You can join a group for knitting. You can join a group, a, a book club. You can join a, a workout group, a, a walking group, a comedy group, a, a, a guy's night out, a girl's night out group. And I bet you someone in that group is suffering from what you're, you're, you're going through, experiencing, uh, can relate to your challenges. And even if they aren't going through it, uh, they could, they, there's someone in that group that will make you feel heard and listened to and, uh, and validated. So it doesn't have to be some type of mental health group. It could be any, in any group of people. Uh, people have stories that they are just dying to share that are that are um, that could be valuable to you, and and, and also insights and and uh, and just and there are people who are willing to support you, right? But you have to be, you have to have the courage and you have to have the vulnerability to put yourself out there. And I know it's not easy, but it's it's what you have to do. And if and if you're a kid, it, you know it's like you could uh, join the newspaper. You could join the band, like right. Join uh, theater, but the, the 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 most important thing is that we're not isolating ourselves or feeling like um, uh, we can't do anything because of the pain that we're in. Remember, remember the stats I set up front of how many people twenty percent of the world is suffering from some type of chronic pain. All right, so seek support. Um, and last but not least, do your own research, right? There are several websites that exist solely to provide information about chronic pain, and many others are related to specific illnesses and injuries. These sites are a great resource for general information as well as news about medications and treatments. Many sites offer book reviews as well. So at the end of the day, it's up to you. You have to be, you have to be, you're the one that's accountable for your health, for your well-being, for managing your pain. You and only you. And I, I know we talked about seeking support and, and getting help, but it starts with you. You have to be the one to reach out. You have to be the one to, to seek support, to make the phone calls, to show up when you make these appointments and, and be there, right? But do your own research because a lot of... You know, even the stuff that I tell you, research it for yourself because everybody's situation is different. Everybody's pain is different. Some of you have chronic pain. Some of you have acute pain. Some of you have intermittent pain. And depending on the source of your pain, uh, that's going to determine the type of treatment that's going to be the best for you, right? We just don't want you doing anything. We want to find the best treatment for you, the best strategy, the best protocols um, so that you can start to thrive, you can have hope, right? And and then we can be uh, of service to others and, 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 and live that life that, uh, that we visualize, right? You know, that's the thing is, think about those things that, that you want to do and are doing and have done and, and, and let that motivate you, you know? Um, I, once again, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with Leo Flowers. I thank you for leaving uh, the five-star reviews. And once again, if you want one-on-one -on -one coaching, go to thrivewithleo.com.
www.beforeyoukillyourself.com for one-on-one coaching or go to beforeyoukillyourself.today, either of those, uh, and we'll get you started. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being with us, and we will talk to you soon.